guys, what's up? It's me, T with Mike, back again with another live episode. Hope you guys are all having a wonderful evening. I'm really excited to be back doing this again. We've had lots of uh, support for uh, T with Mike so far. The, uh, the, the page um, T with Mike is growing and I'm really excited to just keep building the page. Um, the, the logo for Team Mike is uh, nearly ready, so I'll be announcing that shortly. So stay tuned to Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook to, to learn what the new logo is going to look like. If, you, if we just wait one second, hey everyone. Yes. It's gonna be good. I'm excited. Thanks for tuning. I'm so ready to go. Hey, Brandon. I'm so ready to go. Hey, Brandon. How's it going? Hello. It's going very well. Thanks for having me on. Can you see if you can rotate your screen? Am I crooked? Yes, upside down. Uh, uh how's that? Up, Is that good? Uh, you need to go the other way. Like you're like 180 upside down. I'm 180 upside down. Oh, okay. Like this? And rotate once more. <laughs> like this? There you go, dude. Nice. How's it going? It is going good. Just give me one second here. I got to prop my phone up with something. Yeah, no worries, dude. Let's try, let's try this. No, for sure. Facebook Live. How's that? Good. F Facebook cool. Live uh, look, looks easy, but it really isn't, as I found out when, <laughs> when I did the like first episodes of the show. Yeah, this is my first time doing an interview this way, so it's uh, interesting. Cool. All right. I'll, I'll, I'll jump into the show straight away, and we'll get going. So, hi, guys. Welcome to Hi. Welcome to uh, Tea with Mike, episode 10. Every episode just keeps getting better and better. The diversity of the guests just keep increasing. And today, I'm joined by Brandon Ryness, who is a screenwriter, Rhinus. director, screenwriter, director, uh, actor and uh, a novel writer and a bunch of other cool uh, things. So thanks for being here. Yeah, thank you. Okay, so we'll, we'll just uh, jump right into it. The custom question on the show is, what's your favorite type of tea? Well, honestly, I'm not a big tea drinker. Um, I wish I had a cool answer, but if I had to pick, I would just say classic old green tea. Nice, man. So my good favorite... So my favorite type of tea is uh, English breakfast tea. It's kind of like a, a black tea. It's a bit like coffee in that sense, right? Nice and black and strong. Yeah. Yeah. So cool. So so oh, there you go. Nice mug. Uh, so let's see. Tell us a bit about yourself, what you do. It's very diverse. Um, yeah, I think pretty much everything you said was correct, except actor. I am absolutely oh. not an actor. <laughs> um, yeah, mainly I consider myself a writer number one and kind of director number two, producer number three, I guess, if I had to put them in order. Um, yeah, I do comic books. I kind of started doing movie type stuff and I got out of it for quite a few years and started doing comic books and then got back into the movie stuff with uh, much more success. Cool, right on. Can, can you kind of expand on... Um sort of each of the different areas you do, you do and what like current projects you're working on? 
Yeah, uh, for the com- honestly, the comic book side of it has definitely slowed down in the last couple of years, uh, mainly just because um, the movie stuff sucks so much time and money um, out of the whole operation that it's just really kind of hard to, to keep up with it. So we're slowly putting stuff out and, uh, you know, I have a lot of comic books that are available and they're still selling and um, getting people interested in it and that. I want to get back into it more um, when, once I have more time to devote to it. But yeah, I kind of, I think it was around 2013 or so, um, my uh, business partner slash friend, Adam Storrs, Chuck and I, you know, we were kind of lifelong comic book fans and we talked for years about, um, you know, kind of creating a comic. I can write, he could draw. And it's like, yeah, hey, we should do a comic book. And we talk about ideas and stuff and, you know, nothing ever came of it. We just talked and until one day I was like, you know what, like, we can't just keep talking about what we could do. Let's you know, actually make a comic book. So I, um, we came up with star girl was the first one we did and i wrote the script for it and added a bunch of like concept drawings and we ended up hiring a, an artist to do the, the comic and it took a whole year to do to get this one comic done um but finally it was done and it was kind of like you know we got a bunch of printed copies like a hundred of them that came in a box and it was like you know so cool i actually made a comic book you know i created That's something awesome. out of my own mind and now i'm holding it in my hands um i quickly realized that it just the com- it was just not up to, to par. So we ended up redoing the entire first issue of Stargirl. So there's only 100 issues of that that first uh, attempt at it out there somewhere. Um, and after that, we started, we do Misfits and Ghoul Squad. We started adding more titles and doing more comics and Boy with a Balloon for a Head and Elvis the Zombie, Alley Cats. Like we had, you know, we for a while there, we were cranking stuff out so fast and, you know, it was all going well. And, and I kind of just, I was on a roll and I was, I just remembered back to when I was younger, I used to write screenplays and I was like, you know, I should try doing that again now that I have some success in the comics and I'm just, you know, I'm kind of more mature and wiser and, and, you know, I got better basically. Uh, so I started writing scripts and next thing you know, um, I had a couple produced and then next thing you know, people are paying me for the scripts. And then next thing you know, I'm kind of selling them faster than I can. Um, so I kind of just wanted to keep going and I, I attempted filmmaking, you know, kind of back in the two thousands and I made some really, really crappy short films. Um, but now that I had, you know, new resources, I knew more people and I was just kind of um, further along in my career, I decided to give it a shot. So I just, you know, kind of got people together, started directing my own things and basically learning as I go. Um, kind of the first ones I did, I really didn't have any idea what I was doing. I just kind of jumped into it, figured it out as we went. And so I was kind of, you know, putting short films out and web series as we were, as I was learning. And it just kind of all went from there and it kind of, the ball's just been rolling and the momentum has been going and now I'm doing bigger projects and uh, working with amazing people. And it's, uh, you know, I would never would have realized, uh, you know, 20 years ago that I basically be living the dream. <laughs> so, 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 uh, so what advice would you give to people that, uh, that interested in uh, writing, but 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 they don't think anyone likes their work it honestly i tell i tell people this all the time it's like if i can do it you can do it it's like i wasn't born into a rich family i i didn't you know my dad's not a hollywood producer um i basically when i started i knew nobody that did this so everything i did is self-made um so if you're if you're reasonably good and you could learn and get better like you can do what i do um, it didn't take me that long. Like, I mean, I guess in a way I've been writing scripts for many years, but when I really set my mind to it, it's only been maybe like four or five years when I really 
decided to take it seriously. And it happened rather quickly. I mean, there's a lot of people making, you know, short films and web series and other stuff like that. And they're, um, you know, doing micro budget and low budget things and they need a script. Um, and it may be yours. And you never know what people are going to like. Um, like I had a, I remember I had a script called The Mustache and it was a comedy script and it was like five or 10 pages or something. And, you know, I thought it was pretty clever and funny and I probably pitched it to like 30, 40 different producers. Like no one liked it, no response. So it kind of just sat there on my computer for about two years or so. And I kind of just gave up on it, wrote other things. And then there's a director here in Edmonton, Michael Charnay. One day he contacted me and he's like, Hey, do you by any chance have just like a five or 10 page comedy script? And I was like, well, I'm like, I got this one, but, you know, no one likes it. So, you know, I, I was almost, I didn't want to share it because, you know, I thought everyone would hate it. So I, I sent it to him and he read it and he's like, oh my God, I love it. I want to make it. I was like, really? Are you kidding me? Um, so he went out, shot it, turned out great. I uh, got into a bunch of festivals, won some awards. And, um, and all that took is, you know, it just took a whole lot of people not liking it until I found the person that did and they made something of it. Um, another good example is I have a script called uh, Firstborn Son. And, you know, I pitched it to a whole bunch of uh, uh, producers. Didn't really get any feedback. Some people liked it, some didn't. And then this one guy in L.A., I remember, um, he asked to read it. And, he, and I waited a couple weeks or three weeks. And then I asked him, like, hey, you know, did, did you get a chance to read my script? Like, what did you think? And he just emailed me back and kind of tore it apart. You know, like, it's like bad dialogue, blah, blah. You know, just totally, you know, being a huge asshole. And um, I was kind of like, okay, whatever. And then it was like the very next day, another producer, uh, this guy from Orlando who had read it, emailed me. He's like, I love it. He's like, it's like absolutely great. It totally moved me. He's like, I want to option it. And it is now optioned in, down there in Florida. And they're trying to get the money together. And uh, I think it's Amy Smart has apparently signed on to play the mom. And oh, it's actually wow. getting some traction. So, um, so it's kind of like, well, who's right? You know, like one guy hated it. One guy loved it. Um, so no matter what you do, if like if you believe it believe in the story there's going to be someone that likes it you know like if you pitch a horror script to someone who doesn't like horror movies they're going to hate it um but if if you're kind of good at what you do and you're always getting better you're going to find someone that will make your project and it might take i mean i have stuff that it's a few years old and just now it's starting to kind of get traction i have other things that i write and then i sell it like the next day you know some short scripts um, it just kind of depends on finding the right person that sees something in it. Like some people could read it and just not like they don't connect with, with your vision. And I always kind of wonder like some scripts I just love, like I think I could direct this myself. It'd be so good. And other people just, they have no interest in it. And I'm always like, are they just imagining it being shitty? Like, I don't, like, I don't, I don't quite get what their thought process is or they just don't like the genre or they didn't like the characters. But, um, but if you keep at it, like, it's like, you know, I actually, been doing this for a living for a couple of years now, um, making money at it. It is possible. I mean, I'm still like working my way up the ladder and I want to get to the point where you know, I'm getting kind of Hollywood level paychecks and stuff. But even just to get to the, the part where you're getting paid to write stuff. It's That's cool. It's yeah. so, it's so cool. I mean, like it's kind of what I dreamed of when I was a kid and now it's right. like, man, I get paid to write movies. It's like the coolest yeah. thing that could possibly happen. You definitely took the words right out of my mouth. I was like, you live in your dream. Yes. <laughs> Who would have thought? No, no, that's cool. So, like, what's your kind of like process when you're writing? Is it is it as you you sit down in X time period 
and you're like, oh, now I'm going to write, or is it, or do you write off your gut? Uh, it honestly, it kind of varies. Like I go through periods where I can just like crank stuff out, and I kind of just coming off of one like for last month or so. I I was trying to just do a solid twenty pages a day, which is kind of insane. And you know, I do that for a week or so, and then I just can't do it anymore. So then I just write ten pages a day, which is still like a lot of work, but it seems easier than the 20 pages I was doing. So since we finished shooting Hotbox in, um, uh, that was like November, I think I've written like three features, several shorts and like a TV episode or something. And you know, I've optioned and sold a few of them. And, um, but I can't do that for that long. Eventually just the steam runs out and, and I also get behind on other things. Like I gotta be pitching and, um, you know, publicizing my other work and stuff. Um, catching up on deadlines for other projects. So now I'm kind of in the rewriting process because, you know, actually writing new stuff kind of takes more brain power than rewriting stuff I've already written. Um, okay. So I have a script called uh, On the Hour that I optioned uh, to a producer in Vancouver. Um, and if it goes ahead and gets greenlit, which it's getting close, like it'll be the biggest budget movie I've ever had done. Uh, but they brought some other producers on board and I have to do all these rewrites. So that's kind of what I'm doing uh, basically right up until I logged on here is just going through the script and, you know, changing things according to their notes and yeah. improving it and that. So I'll probably do that for another week or so. And we're shooting some more stuff on the next two weekends. And after that, I'll dive back into it and just start writing a whole bunch of new, new projects. Did, did, did I see correctly when I was scrolling through your page um, that, that you worked on a project in the United Kingdom? Um, yeah, actually that one is fairly new. Um, last summer, um, um, I partnered with Lindsay Christopher, who is an actor um, here in Edmonton, and we produced a short horror film called uh, The Painting of Ebony Shaw. And it, it's, on, it's still on YouTube if you want to watch it. It turned out quite well. I'm quite proud of it. And um, it was probably in the last month or so, I just kind of saw something circulating around Facebook and that um, this producer in, in the UK is looking for, for horror shorts for an anthology. So I was like, all right. So I... Okay, so it looks like we uh, lost um, Brandon briefly. Let's see, we'll, we'll just wait a couple of moments. Thanks everyone for your patience and uh, for uh, tuning in. Let's, let's see if I can bring him back on the screen. Here we go. Hey, that was weird. <laughs> Anyways, yep. so, um, yeah, so I pitched this uh, film to this producer, um, and it was chosen. They actually, they only picked, like, six short horror films worldwide, so it was quite um, quite an honor that they oh, wow. picked mine. Um, and, yeah, it's actually going to be um, out on, like, you know, video on demand and stuff. It's even going to be um, on dig uh, DVD and Blu-ray. A limited release in the UK. This guy's from Ireland, so uh, so that's kind of exciting. Um, he's actually a really cool guy named uh, Stephen. Um, crap, can't remember his last name now. But yeah, he's a really cool guy. Um, and um, so I'm quite excited. It's it's going to get a bigger release than just being on uh, YouTube, right? It's kind of uh, mm. I don't know. I'm quite excited about it. it seems like people are excited, and uh, um, you know, maybe we'll even make a little bit of money at it. So, so 
you 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 seem to be a very creative person, but why not acting? Uh, I've acted in a couple things before, short films when I was younger. Um, I had one line in both of them, and I completely butchered both of them and kind of ruined <laughs> the movie. So I was like, you know what? I'll leave the acting up to the professionals. Um, actually, I guess that's not entirely true. In the uh, Aaron Boy, the feature-length action movie I made uh, in two thousand, or that I was part of uh, in two thousand seven, I um, my voice was in it. I, I was like, my voice is on like a, a voicemail, and that was actually pretty good. That was my best performance. So, uh, um, but other than that, it's like there's so many good actors that I know it would just be ridiculous for me to even try to, uh, <laughs> um, you know go up against them. So I'll just stay on the other side of the camera and write stuff and, you know, leave that to the people who are great at it. Oh, wait, well, we need everyone in the, like, in the entertainment industry and creative, like, that can, that can do all different types of things, right? So it's not, it's not a bad thing. Yeah, it's, I mean, I'm good at what I'm good at. I, like, honestly, if I, I mean, I tend to put a lot of work into everything I do. I, if I really tried hard, I could probably become okay. But that time would be better spent doing what I'm already good at and getting even better, even better at that. So it's, um, I, I get no pleasure from seeing myself on video or anything. And um, it's just kind of, it's one of those things I just don't get, right? It's, uh, it's just kind of like I wasn't blessed with that skill and I'm totally happy with that. Nice. So, so, so if, if, we, if, we go, if we roll it back a few years, like, like what? What was the first moment when you like started thinking that you that you'd like to be creative, that you like to write? Was it someone in your life, or was it just through your own self discovery? Yeah, I've told this story before, and it's like it's a great story. Um, yeah, I was uh, probably like ten years old. I was in grade four, uh, however however old you are in grade four, and I I'd kind of written stories before, like ever since I was I could even write. I used to write like these kind of like one page or half a page star wars stories um and but the, basically the moment it happened was yeah in grade four i had this dream that i was kidnapped and i had to like escape from these kidnappers and i, I woke up and like i had this whole story in my head i was like oh that's so cool um so i remember i sat in class and i was like writing the um the story out and you know i don't know if people kids still do it but you put your notebook up um like stand it upright and pretend you're working but the teacher can't see what you're doing so I was sitting there writing this story and the teacher would like walk by and I, you know, close my book and pretend I was, you know, working on whatever I was supposed to be doing. Um, and I got like halfway done this story and it, it, to me, it was just brilliant. And I went home, finished it that night and I called it um, Nodnard Senior, which is Brandon Rhinus backwards. That was like the character oh, of the story. Okay. And the next day at school, I asked if I could read it to the class which in hindsight is kind of weird because I was always a very, very shy kid. Like I never really spoke up in class or anything, but I was just so happy with this amazing story that I was like, I have to share it with people. So the English teacher let us, or let me go up there and read it. And I read the whole story to the class. It was like three or four pages. And when it was done, the class just like erupted in an applause. And, and I was kind of like, whoa, I, I never expected that. And I remember I was like so popular the rest of the day. Everyone was just kind of mobbing me at recess and asking questions about it and, you know, telling me how great I am. And, and that was just like the moment where I was like, hey, maybe I'm onto something because people tend to like or people like what I write. Um, I ended up writing a couple sequels um, to it. And yeah, that's that's kind of the moment it started. And, you know, in high, I wish I had started earlier, like 
it was always just kind of something I did for fun. And it wasn't until, you know, re recent years where I was like, hey, I wonder if I can actually turn this into making money. And, you know, that's where I am now. Cool. It's definitely never too late to start you, like following your Hell dreams no. and your passions, for sure. So, so if we're talking industry specific, do you have any one that you look up to that's inspired you or helped you like to get to where you are at the moment? Uh, I wish I could say there was, um, there's this, like, I mean, there's people whose work I like and everything. It's just, I see, honestly, it's, I mean, it might sound strange, but I see this is, this is like my thing, right? This is a solo thing. Like I'm not aspiring to be anyone. I don't want to be anyone. Um, it's like, I just want to do what I want to do, make the exact kind of things that I want to make. And, and basically I like everything I do, it's my own ambition. All right. Like I'm never, I don't look at anyone and that's the next step I got to be. Maybe it's not a bad idea, but I just, I don't know. That's not the way I think. Right. I just see this as like, if there, if there was no filmmakers in the whole world, they all quit. And I was the only one like, eh, whatever I may or may not even notice. I would just keep doing what I'm doing. Just and keep doing it. I'm having a great time doing it, but I guess like partly answer like where I first decided to do film, like up until then I was writing short stories and other stuff and I was into comics. But the moment I decided I wanted to make movies was in high school. It was like grade 11, maybe, maybe 12. And I remember I rented uh, Reservoir Dogs and uh, Leon the Professional. I rented them from the video store on the same day, went home, watched them both. And I was blown away. And that was the moment um, where I was like, I told my parents, like, I'm going to, I want to make movies and they were like, okay, you know, that's kind of cool. Um, and then I waited, you know, way too long before I was like, Hey, let's, you know, do this for real. But, but that was, yeah, that was the moment that inspired me. So, um, yeah. Thanks, man. Uh, let's see. Next question. Got any questions for me? Let's spice it up. Let's mix it up. I see um, people are uh, commenting on this. That's kind of cool. Oh, thanks, Elizabeth. Yeah, no, for sure. Yeah, for, no, no, for sure. It's, um, for, 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 yeah. Go ahead. Oh, no, for, for, from this perspective, it's interesting to see how from one episode to, to, to the next uh, links you and connects you with uh, different people. Because uh, as you know, on the last episode was Griffin. Oh yeah, Griffin's awesome. Yeah, and, and so he was actually talking about you on one moment of the last episode, and I was like, then I like looked you up, and then I saw the types of things you're doing, and I was like, this looks like a really cool person to connect with. <laughs> well, thank you very much. I, I like doing these these videos. Like, I like, um, I mean, I like promoting the stuff I do, but I also just like inspiring people, because I do like, you know, there's some people, whether it's in this business or other businesses, but just hearing people that are excited about what they do, it just kind of gets me fired up too to be more excited about stuff. Um, and it's always like just from me talking about how I got to where I am and encouraging people. Um, there's other people out there that message me and they're like, oh, you inspired me. And I just wrote my first short film and, you know, kind of awesome. like, hey, cool. Like, I, you know, who knows? And 20 years from now, they could be some, you know, big producer or writer or whatever. And it's kind of like they inspired me. And um, I remember there's actually a really cool podcast. It's called uh, Selling Your Screenplay. Okay. It's by a guy, Ashley Scott Myers. And when I first started doing this kind of like four or five years ago, um, I didn't even really know where to start. So I just Googled like, how do you sell a screenplay? And I found his podcast. I listened to every episode and I started emailing him. We kind of became, you know, email buddies. 
And finally I started selling things and eventually got to the point where he was like, you know, you could come on my show. Um, and I remember in one of his early episodes, he said something along the lines of like, like a few years ago, I had never sold a script. I was just a normal guy starting out. And now I'm doing this for a living. And I was kind of like, you know what, if he could do it, I can do it. And then fast forward three years and all of a sudden I'm on his show. And I was like, Ashley, like when you said that, that inspired me oh, to so do cool. all of this. And then now I'm on your show telling people um, the same thing that they could do what I do. That's and just, there was such a huge reaction um, to his episode. Like everyone is saying it was like his best uh, episode in a long time and all this. And I actually got a writing gig. Some producer listened to that episode, messaged me. He's like, Hey, I want to hire you to write a movie. I was like, sweet. Um, and they just finished shooting that in, uh, in, um, California, like last month or something. Um, so just even just, you know, getting out there and talking about stuff really, um, it, it benefits other people and it benefits me too. Oh man, look at all these people saying nice things about me. I know you're you're an amazing person. Look at all these people. (laughs) That's how we do. Uh, that's so weird. Cause I mean, even honestly, like 10 years ago, if. Like I could, just me and the people I knew could like look at it. It would be like, what are you talking about, right? It was just like, it was a pipe dream, right? It was just like, I could just never dream of like doing something that I love doing and someone would pay me to do it and just kind of like, you know, a movie project would bring together hundreds of people and get made. Like it just like, it just, you know, it's like winning the lottery, right? It, you know, it's, it just seems unattainable until you just start doing little bit at a time and all of a sudden, everything it just starts to seem attainable and all of a sudden you know the next step is like well if i can make this amount of money to script it's not that big of a step to make this amount and you know um it's like if i sold a few i could sell more um so it kind of just gives me the drive to to keep going and and keep trying and you know sometimes it gets discouraging because sometimes you know, you go a long time without selling a project mm-hmm. um and then all of a sudden the whole bunch happens at once and it's um yeah it's it's stressful sometimes but it's always exhilarating and and just it, it feels so productive too to do what you want to do because in this business it's so easy to procrastinate and oh, i do it too a lot of writers do it i mean i know some other like screenwriters and or people who want to be screenwriters and they're still working on the same script they've been talking about for two or three years <laughs> and it's like yeah it's just how are you going to make a career out of that you know i just like i try i try to write fast i make it as good as i can as fast as i can and just like i pitch the hell out of everything and it's just so hard to get the traction on it, but it's it just kind of exhilarating that when even when I'm sitting there writing, um, and I just I can tell it's good. Sometimes I'm writing and it's not that good, and I know I'll rewrite it. But sometimes I'm like, this is good. Like I can see me selling this. Um, and then um, you know I send out for people to read, and you know whenever I get a good response, like it you know it uh, touches people in some way. It uh, you know it makes me feel great. So, so, so what you can you, you you're talking a little bit about pitching. What you kind of like pitch process? Do you, do you write something and then put it out on your social media platforms, and then if you get yeah. like so a good a good feel about it, then you send it send it off to like whoever. That's um, mostly what I do. Like I use there's services you know like InkTip and like screenwriting staffing. You know you can just pay so much a month, and basically they'll let you know um, of producers that are looking for things. I've sold a bunch of stuff that way. Um, just, you know, they'll say a producer is looking for a horror place or a horror movie that takes place mostly in one house. And I'll be like, Hey, I got a script like that. Yeah. So I'll just send them the log line and a, you know, a short pitch, tell them who I am. I'll put in my IMDB link. And, um, I keep a database of everyone I've pitched to. 
Um, so I do that a lot. That's where I get most of it. A lot of it is people um, that I've sold to before. And if they've had any success with their film, they'll be like, hey, can you write my next one? And I'll be like, you know, sure. Uh, sometimes people will read one of my scripts and they'll like it, but they, they don't want to make that script, but they like my writing style. So they'll hire me to write their own idea. So I do a lot that way. And actually um, for a while there, I think it was a couple summers ago, like for the whole summer, I just was on this kind of bender where I'd, every day I would pitch to 10 producers, like cold pitch. Oh, wow. Nice. So whatever script I have, like a horror or whatever, I would go to IMDb Pro. I would just look up movies in that genre, find out who the producers are, look up their email and just send them a cold pitch. Hi, my name is Brandon Rhinus. This is my movie. And, you know, kind of like maybe one in 20 would even respond. And, um, but one of the guys ended up, um, I don't think he hired me to write something, but he recommended me to someone else who hired me to write something. Oh, and I think that was like one of my highest paid gigs ever. Um, so that kind of paid for itself. Um, and a lot of, I just made um, good connections, even just, you know, reaching out to people like that. A lot of the times they never buy any of my scripts, but they end up reading my comics and they end up buying, buying a bunch of my comics. Um, so just, you know, kind of basically getting yourself out there. I know there's a lot of writers that worry about people reading their stuff. And it's like, I will let anyone who wants to read my stuff, read anything they want. Um, you kind of almost have to have that mentality. If you're kind of guarded about your work, um, it's so hard to get people to read your stuff, like producers, first of all. That if you go into it not wanting to show your work, like you're kind of working against yourself. Um, so I'm just going out there, like I'll let anyone read it. And, you know, sometimes they recommend it to people and um, like just, you know, meeting one person leads to another person leads to another person. And that person will hire you to write a movie. That's, that's kind of what happened with that core values, um, uh, which is directed by uh, Gilbert Allen. Um, I had a script called The Man in the Box, a horror movie. And... I just threw it out on Facebook that I'm like, Hey, I want to make this movie. Anyone want to partner with me? And I had a few people kind of respond. And it was Alice Creed who introduced me to Gil Allen and Gil read it. And um, I guess he liked it, but he's just not really a horror guy, but he hired me to write his idea for core values. Uh, okay. Nice. And that ended up shooting in, you probably heard of that because they shot that in Red Deer last summer. Yes. Um, so yeah. And all that was, is just me kind of, Hey, I got a script and let some people read it. And then, it turned into uh, um, a whole movie getting made. And I've since gone on to write uh, some more stuff for Gil. So, um, so yeah, like I'm always pitching stuff and I'm not like annoying. Like I don't want to spam people. You kind of got to be careful. Like people pitch me all the time too. And some of them do it correctly. Some of them don't. Um, so you got to kind of be careful with that. And, uh, but I mean, just, there's there a big demand. It may seem like it's hard to sell scripts and it is, but there's always people looking for stuff. Um, a lot of people, they want to be a director, they want to be a producer, and they just, they hate writing or they can't write, and they just need a script. And it may as well be, uh, you know, it could be yours. I've gone, like, I've pitched scripts where they're they're doing, like, a kind of like an open call for scripts. And I remember I was talking with a development executive in L.A., and they, um, they said they had over 2,000 script submissions for this, like, horror movie they were doing. One of them was mine. And I kind of kept following up with her, like, hey, any news? And... She finally said, okay, we've narrowed it down to 100, and I was among that 100, which out of 2,000-some was pretty good. That's good. And um, they ended up, you know, I never heard back from them, so they didn't take <laughs> mine. But, um, but I mean, sometimes you're up against so many people, so it's just, it comes back to what I said earlier about um, just keep, keep pushing it out there and find the person that it connects with. Like, every one of my scripts um, is just kind of sitting there, and it may even be 10 years from now. 
um, you know, maybe I'll have another big movie and then someone will, hey, that one comedy that no one else liked, they'll like that one, you know. Um, so, yeah. So, so, so we'll just dive back into the script writing a little bit. So when, you, so when you're writing, do you, do, you, do, you, do, you use a, do you write on paper and then type it up or do you go straight to the computer? What's the deal? Or make- um, when, I, like, when I actually write the scripts, I use Final Draft on my laptop. I do like when I'm brainstorming, I brainstorm better on paper. So actually I got this really cool book. Um, it's like this big thick book. Um, and I just sit there and just kind of brainstorm stuff. And I usually start breaking it down into kind of a, you know, a rough outline until I get to the point where I have enough to write. Then I'll just sit down and just start pumping it out. And sometimes I'll get to a certain point and I'll, the story will kind of like, it'll go off the rails and I kind of like lose the story. So I'll be like, okay, I'll just, you know, take a couple day break, go back, figure out the rest of the story and then go back to it, which is kind of what I'm doing now with a new one that I was hired to write. Um, sometimes it all just comes out at once. Um, like, yeah, I've had scripts that I've written in like kind of a week or two that I've just kind of plowed through, um, did like one or two revisions, sent out, and then someone pays me for it. Um, sometimes it all just comes together like that. Sometimes it's a, it's a struggle and I got to write it over and over. And, and I'm always getting better too, right? Every script I write, I mm-hmm. learn so much. Um, so I'll always go back and even read a script from like a year or two ago and I'll be like, oh man, that's like, so not that good, you know, so I'll go rewrite it. Um, and every time I rewrite it, it gets so much better. Like I have a couple scripts I haven't touched in two years and I'll probably read them and it'll, it'll seem like amateur. Um, so I'll go through and I'll just rewrite it and it's like, wow, now it's really good. And that's happened with some too. Once I rewrite them, then I'll pitch it out again and then someone will scoop it up. Um, cause sometimes it just. I just need to reach that like talent level where it's good enough to actually sell. Um, but I mean, I'm always trying to get better. I always read other, other scripts um, just to kind of see other styles and I'll kind of take little things from here and there, just ways to phrase things, uh, you know, just kind of ways to, to stage certain things and I'll just learn how to do it better and apply that to my script writing. And even today when I was rewriting, I was like, I was like, Oh, I have a way better way to do this now. And, so now when I send the new draft back to the producer, like I know he's going to be uh, basically like blown away by how much better it was in the, the previous draft. Is, is there an optimal length for a script or should you write until it makes sense to stop? Um, like usually they're kind of like 90 to 120 pages, you know, like genre movies are a bit less, dramas are kind of like more. Um, I tend to write long. Most of my scripts the end of the first draft, a lot of them end up being like sometimes 150, 160 pages because I don't like censoring myself as I write. So if it's two characters talking, I kind of just let them babble on for a long time. And then when I do a rewrite, um, I'll just start chopping it down, you know, just taking out anything that's not as important or repetitive and I'll eventually cut it down to a normal length. Um, and when I do it that way, it's, uh, I find it's much better. Um, once you start like censoring yourself as you're writing and, and trying to like, think about what's next, I find I just stall and I can't, I can't do it. So I, once I'm in kind of in the, the zone, as you call it or whatever, um, I'll just keep writing, 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 writing as long as I can. Cause I know eventually I'll just go through and be like, okay, that could be cut. That could be cut. That could be cut. That scene could be cut. That line could be cut. That sentence could be shorter. And I'll go through over and over and over again. So everything that's left is just like the absolute like best of the best. And if you kind of do that enough time and get it down to like the optimum length, and it's kind of like, you'll know when, when you see it, like even the, my script, the gray house, um, early drafts of that were like 110 pages. And I, I liked it and I was getting a good response, but I could just tell something was wrong. It's just like, it's, it's too like fat, you know, there's just 
too much there. Um, so I kind of left it for like a year and then I went back and, oh, there's a whole bunch of stuff I could cut out. And now it's like 95 pages. Oh, okay. And it's so much better. Um, it's just kind of like right when you get to the point, you know, like uh, just get to like, you know, they call like the meat of the scene. And once you start doing that, um, like the, the, the writing quality gets so much better. And honestly, that's one thing I noticed like about a lot of like people when they're writing their first scripts is that they quite haven't learned how to uh, like how to get in and out of a scene. And it's like every scene is just way too long. And I was like, you know, the scene is like two pages. It should really be like quarter of a page, maybe half a page. Um, and once you kind of learn that, um, your writing will get better. It's, I think it was right around the time I got hired to write my first feature. Um, I had a bunch of scripts or a couple that I'd written. And but I had that problem. They were just too long. And I remember listening to um, um, the audio book for Stephen King's book on writing, where he just talks about his career. And one of the things he said was like, you know, as you do new drafts, they should be shorter, like cut out the bad stuff. And I was like, oh, so I went and did that, cut out a whole bunch of stuff. And it was like, like a light bulb went off. I was like, oh, when it's tight like this, it's so much better. So I rewrote uh, the script Bad Cop, Bad Cop that I had. I rewrote it um, using that method, sent it out to a couple producers and instantly like one hired me to write a movie. And I was like, oh, okay. So Amazing. it's just little things like that, that it's, it just takes kind of, you know, a lot, basically a lot of practice, a lot of reading stuff. Um, to learn how to do it and and there's a lot of times too i'll read scripts like i don't know if uh, people there watched um hereditary the horror movie i quite liked it i actually read the script for it and it was kind of shockingly similar to how i write and it was a huge movie so it kind of you know gave me some inspiration i was like yeah the, like this guy's style is so close to me like he even uses the the same words and the same kind of like way of phrasing things and i was like wow that's so kind of cool and then sometimes I'll read other scripts and it's almost like it's so far beyond me. I'm just like, oh my God, there's no way I could ever write like this. Um, and it's just like, okay, you know, maybe I'll never be at that level, but I'm good at writing what I'm good at writing. And the stories I want to tell, it's like, you know, no one except me could tell that story. And if you want to be a writer, if you have a story in you, no one else could tell your story other than you. Um, so once, as long as, you know, you just are always aiming to get better like you could reach a level where someone will make your movie, you know, and eventually people will pay you money to make your movie. Um, and a lot of people want to be a writer and it's, it's discouraging because it is insanely hard. Like just like, if I showed you my database of people I've pitched to, like it, you'd be like, how could you continue? Right. Like I've pitched to yeah. thousands of people and then it's like, well, I've had like three features made. It's nonstop rejection. Right. Like even honestly, since we started doing this interview, I just got an email like, uh, pass on a script that I pitched you know it's just constant right like you pitch it to everyone and you know everyone says no and you got to just keep going until you find the person that says yes and that if you keep working at it that will eventually happen yeah so 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 so, so how, how do you like like cope with the with the rejection aspect and the and the nose yeah it's honestly it's it's just something you got to deal with right it's like it's it's impossible not to have that like the odds of you writing a script pitching it to one person and that one person buying it it's like that it just never happens like yeah. um you know it's hard to have a perfect career like and especially in movies or any sort of creative thing it's such like a subjective thing like people have different tastes right like even within horror there's different types of horror and 
you know, if you have a slasher movie, but people don't like slashers, they're going to hate it. You know, like who knows, like there's, there's a million things that people could not like about something. Um, and it's, it's kind of like, it's easier. I mean, it's a big risk when people pick a script, they got to put a lot of effort and a lot of money into it. They always say it's easier to say no, they could read something. And if there's anything that eh, it's a bit higher budget than we want, it's just easier to be, you know, we pass on it. Um, so, so when it comes down to like, yeah, basically you just have to deal with it. And so, I mean, sometimes I kind of, you know, I lose my, my steam and I kind of get down on myself too. It's like, Oh my God, this is so hard. Like, why am I doing this? And, and it's just something you learn to live with and you just keep, I keep writing and then things will turn around and all of a sudden, you know, I'll get some big opportunity and it's like, Oh, you know, that kind of changes it back, you know, now I'm going up again instead of going down. And um, it's just like, once you made the commitment to it, it's like, there's no backing down. It's like, I've gone, I've gone too far. I can't, you know, I can't go out and become a, a lawyer now. You know, it's just, it's just like, I'm onto something and it's, great. it's like, I'm, I'm not at the level I want to be yet. I'm still working my way up, but it's like, I'm definitely onto something like people. It's like, I'm getting stuff made, which is like getting a movie made is an incredible feat. Uh, having it done multiple times is the, it's really, really hard. Um, so I'm glad, like I have an amazing team of people that I'm working with and I surround myself with, like some of them, you know, writers, actors and all that. And, and it's just kind of like, Hey, we, we now have this momentum where we're working on stuff and everyone's so great. And, you know, people, people are like their talents are coming forward and we're kind of, you know, we got this core team of people that it's like, Hey, we're starting to produce stuff all the time now. And I really want to push that more. And, and, you know, basically what it comes down to is I want to make us all rich. Like I want to <laughs> make a ton of money doing this so we can all do this full time and, uh, and um, you know, not have to work jobs and not have to struggle. And basically just, I want everyone to live the dream. Now, do you, do you ever attend any like, like workshops to keep working on your craft or, or, or is it all self-driven? It's all self-driven. Um, yeah. I, um, it might be useful for me. Like I, you know, I, I, like I research a lot, like I'm always learning and stuff and, you know, kind of like I'll watch videos and, you know, do the masterclass things and, you know, just to learn more. But as far as taking classes, like, I think I've got, I think I've learned all I could like sitting at a desk learning stuff. Um, where I'm going to learn more is just doing it, directing more projects, writing more scripts, just actively trying to get better on each one. Um, that's really going to get me far. Like I, I took radio and television at Nate. Um, that was kind okay. of my, my schooling. Um, they didn't have the digital art program when I went. So I took the closest thing they had to film and we got to make a short film in the class. I was like a grip and yeah, wasn't that great of an experience, but everything I've learned is all self-taught. Um, I think I took a creative writing course when I was a teenager, but I didn't really learn much from it. Um, I'm honestly not a very good student. Um, I don't like paying attention to things that I don't want to. And I don't like, being given deadlines that I don't want to have and all that. So, um, so I'm best just learning what I'm doing. And honestly, my, my method of just kind of learning as I go is kind of great because I got a whole bunch of, you know, um, short films that I've turned out as I'm learning. And so I got stuff to watch and it just shows people that, Hey, I can get stuff done and people kind of want to join the team and it gives actors the uh, attention they want and um, gives everyone practice. And it kind of helps me solidify the, the team I like working with. And uh, yeah, so I'm just going to keep going. Nice. So, 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 what, what, what do you kind of do when you just want to step away from the the, the writing and the headaches and the successes and have a uh, that mental break? Yeah, there, there's not really a mental break. Okay. It's like you can't turn it off. Like it's a good thing, you know, having a good day job is you know, 
labor intensive, but you can come home at the end of the day and work's over. There's like, there's no getting away from your brain. It's like, it's going nonstop. And, um, it's honestly like, it's kind of weird. Like sometimes like this with the brain going, like it's, I would say it would like drive you crazy, but it's like, it is, uh, like the amount of projects I do and I got to you know be running those stories in my head and I'm thinking of new things and just, you know, figuring out how stories work and how I'm going to do this thinking of dialogue and, it, and there's no way to turn it off. Um, so I actively have to try to, you know, if I'm doing something else to, you know, keep my mind on what I'm doing and not be thinking movie stuff in my head, but it's so hard to turn off. Um, and that's why I have to write like so much. Like, I mean, the screenwriter doesn't write one movie a year, every two years. It just, it's almost like there's like a well in my head that's kind of fi like filling up. And if I didn't write it, it would just like overflow. So I have to just write stuff like constantly just to kind of keep my sanity and, and basically just keep that process going. And, and it's like, I don't know if it's like a skill or a talent or whatever, but just the ability, like I've had times where like, I've had like an idea for like a script that looks come to me for like a short story. I'll like write it down. I'll be like, okay, I'll just kind of jot some notes down. Next day I'll sit down and write it. I'll usually write like a short film in one day. Next day I rewrite it. And there's some that it's like within the week I've sold it, you know, uh, made rent money just from selling the script. Like it happens so fast. And, and if you have that ability, like, why would you try to, you know, suppress it? It's just like something comes to me, I write it down. And, you know, if I'm sitting on the bus or walking around or doing whatever, like I'm just constantly like looping stories in my head and just running scenes of how to do the dialogue better and imagining different endings for the story. And then when, when I get home, I have this like wealth of information in my head that just pours out onto the page. Um, and it's like, I can't, yeah, you know, I, I can't turn it off. And I think I would be foolish to, um, yeah, I can't see that. I'll probably, you know, the day I die will be the day I stop thinking about it. And, um, and sometimes it's hard because, you know, you try to pay attention and, and as soon as my mind wanders, I'll just, you know, I'll start thinking about a script and I'll just think of like a better way to like do a scene and I'll be like, Oh yeah, that's such a good way. And then the characters will talk in my head and I'll come up with all this cool dialogue. And then I just got to remember till I get home and I'll remember at least a part of it and I'll write it down. And, um, and yeah, like that's where my creativity comes from. And it's uh, like, yeah, I'll, uh, I'll nurture that and kind of like, I, my main focus is just kind of protecting my, uh, um, I don't say protecting my mind is not the best way to put it. But if I got too much pressure on me or there's this kind of drama going on or anything that distracts me, it's like, it's a big deal because all of a sudden I can't focus on what I need to focus at. And the best thing for me is to not have anything going on in my head that is not um, the movie stuff. Cause that's how I'm able just to like write so much and to do so many things and to do so many projects. And I have to do a lot just to make a living. Um, so I love that. I love being able to just constantly, you know, my brain's going, it's like, I'm coming up with cool shit and I just love it. Nice, man. Do, do you have any uh, qu uh, questions for me? What are you curious about? Um, are you, are you in the industry? Like what, uh, what are you, what are you interested in? Okay. So, so my background is, um, like originally was in theater and entertainment production. So I've done, so I, and as a theater technician, so. I started acting first off, and I appeared in a bunch of stuff, like Sound of Music, Oliver Twist, back when I lived in England. And then I transitioned into technical theater, stage management, lighting, all that sort of stuff. Done a few projects up in Edmonton, a couple of Edmonton Fringes, Edmonton Light Feet Dance Festival. So, so I've done a lot of like cool uh, like projects up in Edmonton. And then I and then I, I I got to the point where it was like, I really enjoyed this. But 
I wasn't enjoying it at the same time because I was working like kind of like long like physical hours like AV corporate audio visual at the hotel and I and I wasn't enjoying it and so then I I took a break from it just um just just got some like steady work to keep the income going and just perusing around for basically what I, what I wanted to do next and then I came across the um, media and communications program at Red Deer College and I was like oh this looks interesting it's a brand new program so, so so I took it and I still kind of didn't know what I wanted to do and then it wasn't until the second year of the program so like back in February when we had like this guest speaker and he was talking about social media and marketing and networking and community and it was just like I went into the presentation thinking it's just going to be a not an, another like boring guest speaker and then I left I, I, I left the room and I felt strange inside I was just like a, a like di di different person it was like a really like weird sensation and then I, I started doing some like research he, he recommended um someone to listen to so I started listening to this particular person online and just kind of got me like inspired, motivated, a little bit, a little bit of a different, like, just like a different person altogether. And then just, it just kept going and going. And then came up with this concept of two with Mike, a bit, a bit like some of your screenwriting, just like out and all the writing that you do just like out of the blue. And then I was like, oh, let's start. Let's see what happens. And here I am. Yeah, that's awesome. Like, I always admire people that just kind of like follow their dream. Um, I, I can't even see how someone could live if they just, they always wanted to be this one thing, but they don't believe in themselves. So they get a job and, you know, it's like, how can you live like that? I always like it when people just like, I have this idea and they, and they do it. I mean, there's probably like a million people out there that want to do a podcast and they've been thinking about it. And most of them probably never will. Because they don't, don't start. have the ambition to follow through. It's like, you just got to start and, you know, build it up. And it's like, you know, you can't, you can't wait until, you have a massive budget and the biggest guests, you know, it's like just start doing one and do another one, do another one. And then it'll, it'll pick up and you're like, you'll be amazed at how far you could come in a short time. Um, and it just, yeah, it takes just like a lot of, it takes passion. So yeah, I, I just like hearing stories like that of someone that just, you know, one day they, something like a light turned on and they were you know excited about, you know, one aspect of, you know, whatever, whatever it is, you know, sports or theater or whatever. And this like, started following that and it's like that's the kind of people I like surrounding myself with um just like a bunch of like-minded people like that you could go very far like screenwriting is like a solitary thing and it's I, I don't know if it would get boring but like I couldn't imagine only doing that um I like having the the filmmaking aspect too where you're actually out doing stuff with people um that kind of just keeps it keeps it fun like I don't want to be a hermit you know like sitting in my <laughs> my house all day long you know writing stuff for the next you know 50 years I want to be like I'll do that too um but I'll also like get out and do stuff and make stuff with people um you know kind of like sometimes I'll write something and you know I'll sell it to uh whatever some other filmmaker they'll go off and make it on their own I really have nothing to do with it and there's some where it's like yeah this one's mine you know like I'm really excited about this project I want to do it myself this one I'm doing myself um so it's kind of like a one for you one for me kind of thing um even when I'm writing there's some that it's like like I love the script but I don't really have any interest in directing it myself. So I'll just sell it to someone else. Some of them, as I'm writing it, I'm like, no one else is touching this. Like this one's mine. <laughs> um, yeah. Kind of like grotesque that we're doing, uh, shooting a trailer for it uh, next weekend. 
and we're shooting the feature in June. You know, that's what I just like. People seem to love the script, and it's just like, oh, I don't. I got a really, really good feeling about it. I think it's going to be awesome. Elizabeth Chamberlain is playing Mildred, the the main psychotic killer character, and she's amazing, and it's going to be great. Uh, Julie Whalen is my co-producer on it, um, and uh, Christian Richmond is going to be the DP. We have an awesome cast. We have a great crew. It's going to uh, it's going to be a lot of fun. People have described it as uh, kind of Deadpool combined with American Psycho. Oh wow! Okay. Which that's yeah, it seems about right. Maybe with a a Brandon Rhinus spin on it, but um, <laughs> yeah, I'm really looking forward to it. It's going to be the first time using kind of gore effects. We have uh, Olivia Morley, who's a really awesome like kind of makeup effects person, and um, yeah, we're going to have lots of. Uh, Lots of um, disturbing violence and uh, funny stuff, and it's kind of over the top, and it's uh, it's going to be great. That's re that's really cool. That seems like a really good um, space to, um, to like to kind of like wrap things up. Thank you yeah. so much. Thank you so much for your time today. You shared like a wealth of knowledge, your passion like the challenges that you've overcome and it's really super inspiring. Well, thanks for having me on and thanks for everyone for watching and, um, you know, everyone that was saying nice things about me and complimenting my scripts. That means the world to me. Um, thank you so much. And I'll be seeing, I guess a lot of these people I'll be seeing on the weekend because we're uh, shooting a short film called the hive. So, uh, thanks everyone for watching and I hope to talk to you soon. Yeah, and that's awesome. I'll definitely be paying attention and tuning in to some of the projects that you're working on because they, they do look really fascinating. Oh, thank you. Yeah, okay, so guys, this was Tea with Mike, episode number 10. This was Brandon. He was amazing. Have a good night. Bye.